Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. Good evening, everybody, and happy Labor Day. And it's fall time. It's coming around. We can't help it, but we can also want to fall in love. And today we're going to do three shows that I fell in love with, and we're going back in time so you can hear some of the best of the best. And the first one is all about flirting. And tonight, I really am kind of solo in the city because my regular co-host, Dan Delmar, is on vacation, sunning it up somewhere. But luckily enough, I have with me tonight, as my wingman, as we say in the dating industry, Dr. Lori Vitito of Passion, CJD 800. Hey, I am so happy to be here. So much fun. It is. And it's kind of like an anniversary for us, right? It is. It is. Come to think of it, it was about... I guess a year ago, right? That you started on my show. That's doing a right. Little segment. And, and you know what? It was so, such a great opportunity because I had this passion and this idea of what this city kind of needed for solos so we could get out there and unite and find things to do. Yeah. And you gave us that opportunity to have a voice and connect. Well, I found a nice voice to do it. Oh. <laughs> you were the perfect voice. But I remember when we met, you know, we met when you were, you had launched this 300 365 days to find love and I love the idea and it was like it's like the a, a blogging but it was through radio and like we, we kept pe- being in touch with each other that's right to see where's Cheryl now where's Cheryl now you know and, and so we ended up meeting in a restaurant and tonight yeah. after all this time we get to reconnect in this in beautiful restaurant. environment it's yeah. Decca 77 in downtown Montreal on the corner of Rene Levesque and Drum. isn't this a gorgeous yeah. space it's beautiful I mean it's, it's actually quite beautiful and it really fits also our topic tonight because we're going to be talking later on about the finesse of flirting and Look, the beautiful velours that are here and this candle lighting and, you know, the modern fixtures. Sexy environment. It's really sexy. I mean, so I'm really anxious actually later because we're going to actually even have a little bit of fun with the menu here tonight because there's great things that you can share on the menu here on those first dates. So, So when you talk about flirty and fun and what's the difference between flirty and sexual overtures i mean you're the master on that when it comes to that well you know i gotta say like let's just be let's call let's put it out there i have not dated in over 20 something years okay so i'm a little things have changed (laughs) i'm a little out of that you know context connection whatever but I know certainly in talking to people and I, I'm a keen observer of human nature and as, and as a psychologist and all of that to watch. And it's so funny how I, I always feel I can spot the players right away. You know, it's like, oh, geez, no, look, you know, like <laughs> what a line, like really? And then when I watch people fall for it, I'm like, wow, that's, you got to wonder, you know, there's a whole art to it. There's but a some whole people art also- to it don't know the signs. Right. And that's one of the things that I work with people on a lot. Teaching them the signs. Teaching them the signs of it. And also, there's some people that see the signs and they don't want to see the signs. But then they get creepy. I'm sorry, but like if somebody, if you you have the clear signal that you're not interested and somebody's kind of like there and insisting and what then it becomes stocky and creepy right and, and there's a the, there's a limit to that you know you have to be able to re- get good at reading people's signals reading people's body language and that's part of what we're going to be talking about tonight body language because that is very much part of flirting you know everybody thinks that yeah. it's 
just conversation or just body language, and the two of them actually work together. Yeah. Can I? Ju- I want to make a distinction though, because okay. there's to Let's me there's a that. big difference between flirting as a f- like uh, as a charming. You know, you're a charming flirty person. I, I consider sure myself am. the same way. And so, yes, you but, are. <laughs> but we don't. There's flirting as a as a way of being, and then there's flirting to seduce. They're right. two different things to me. When you flirt to seduce, you are trying to pick up. You are trying to engage in a different way. You're, it's a sexual message. Yet flirting that, should be something that's a little more playful because that's yes, part of being. playful. Exactly. That's right. It's part of flirting is being that playful. But part. not necessarily towards anything. Right. You know, so we can be flirtatious, a little charming, a little this, a little, like playful without, without having a goal in our minds. Mm-hmm. To seduce somebody else, to, uh, in terms of seduction, getting them into bed, for example, we don't. There's a difference, and then you have others who are purposely doing that. They are playing the seduction game, so because that's what they want. Ultimately, they are trying to convince you to seduce you to go home with them. And that's, I think, one of the big things that we were trying to address tonight is the fact that flirty can be playful and should be playful if you're just enjoying somebody and you want to entice somebody because that to me is the definition in my head of flirtation engagement engagement yeah i agree you know having fun with the moment and maybe a little bit of you know underlying tones of the seduction but not really going there not going too far there's a you've got to know you got to know those boundaries yeah well, you know, the other part of tonight for me that's really exciting, though, is that Soul in the City, you know, tonight here I am flying solo with Dan, mm-hmm. and yet I feel great that you're beside me. And the other thing is that we're launching this whole new thing coming out to the restaurants because part of the motto of Solo in the City is the kiss and getting out there and being social. And what better way to do it than taking the show out of the studio right, of course. and onto the streets and inviting people that. to come down and get out there and join us in that I love that. I think it's it's fabulous to be able to, to do that. You know, people get to meet you. They can talk to you here. Um, and it's just fun. It's getting people out. Getting people out of their bedrooms, homes, whatever, and, and you know, getting social. That's right, everybody. So listen, if you're out there, listen to me. You've got to get up, get out, get social. And we're giving you the formats to do it. So you've got to come down to these restaurants like Decca 77 and enjoy yourself. Yeah, You know, absolutely. you never know who you're going to meet, right? That's right. You don't know. But I can tell you one thing. If you don't go out, you meet nobody. Yeah, nobody's coming knocking nobody's on your not, door. Yeah. Except you, I know only one story where somebody said they actually did come knocking on the door. It's only happened once where somebody met their significant other because he came knocking on the door. And he was, was it the vacuum guy? I don't know what he was. Some salesman. I don't remember what it was, but it was something. And she ended up marrying the guy who knocked on her door. But that just doesn't happen. You know, that doesn't happen. You got to get out. A hundred percent. You never know, though, where you're going to meet somebody. Okay, right? but if... You want to increase your chances. That's the thing. It's a numbers game, too. You want to increase your chances. So the only way to do that is to get out and be social. If you're not social at all, then get involved in an activity, at least, where you're with other people. But if you stay isolated, nothing's going to happen. And the other thing is to get out there and not always think about meeting the person, but actually just be solo in the city and enjoy yourself. For fun. Just fun. Exactly. Just for fun. And that's when you meet that person. Yep. Yeah, sometimes when you least expect it. So, and let me ask you, 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 because you wrote a book, right? Yes. Uh, the Sex Bible for people over fifty. Mm-hmm. Is there a difference? Do you think? Because I, I know how I feel about it. The way people flirt when they're in their twenties and starting out 
than when you're 50 and starting out again? I think there's probably more finesse as you get older. I think, uh, and also as far as women go, I'm, I'm thinking of some of my friends who are single and what have you. They're much more forward. They, they know what they want. And they're not afraid to say, you, I want you. <laughs> Come here. I think there's somebody here tonight, actually, that kind of feels like that, right? <laughs> we can talk to people. We'll, we'll ask me, you know, single people who are older. But I think that's what it is. It's less game playing, right. I believe. At least that's what I'm seeing uh, is definitely a bit of less game playing. And, and, you know, women are more sure of themselves. They know what they want. And uh, men, too. So I think it's um, And yeah, that's part of easier. the finesse of flirting is being confident in yourself. And yes. getting out there and knowing that when you approach somebody or somebody approaches you, you can stand tall and feel good about yourself. And I don't think I felt that way when I was in my 20s right. the way I do now. Right. You know, yeah. We yeah. own it differently. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. If you want to hear more of this show and meet Mabel and Vincent, go to solointhecity.tv. And don't forget, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Hi, I'm Cheryl Besner, your Love Style Coach, and we're continuing with the best of Solo in the City, where we ask, are you high maintenance? We're at the Jack Saloon in the Old Port. Uh, tell us about the location. This is, this is quite a... Quite I mean, a look at here. us. We're sitting here in the terrace, overlooking, actually. We're at the indoor terrace, looking out over the outdoor terrace. That is packed right now with the Grand Prix people who just want to get out there and party, overlooking De La Commune. I mean... What could be better? Yeah, it's really uh, quite a wild spot. And so uh, while well, we have the DJ in the background here, we're going to do a special version of the show, all roundtable. So we're going to talk to uh, some local personalities about the dating scene. Uh, Andrew Carter will be along soon, of course, Chantal with the CJD Desjardins. morning show. Chantal's on the way. And and another Chantal. That's right. Chantal Chamandi, the right. singing diva. And um, she's also a movie producer now. Oh, wow. So yeah. uh, Chantal Chamandi coming up. But first, let's get to our first Chantal of the evening. Uh, she is, of course, uh, CJD listeners know her well. Hockey night in Canada, stand-up comic Chantal Desjardins is on Solo in the City. Hey, Chantal. Welcome to the show. Now, if only all of the shows I did were at a bar, my job would be so much more fun. So is ours, actually. And you know what? This is what Solo in the City is all about. It's about bringing people out, getting out there, getting social, and the best way to meet new people. I have met a, a number of new people, and uh, from now on, I'm only meeting good-looking people because that is who hangs out here. Well, that's something that Grand Prix tends to do. It tends to bring people out and looking their finest. Wait, you know what? That's perfect intro into our show today because we're talking about high-maintenance relationships and high-maintenance people. What actually defines a high-maintenance woman, a high-maintenance man? I know a high-maintenance woman. Who's that, Andrew? Chantal Desjardins. Hang on, Andrew, settle the rails. down. We're going off the rails here. It's my turn first. Um, Andrew's coming up in a couple of minutes. Right. Wait your we'll turn. We'll get him a drink. Uh, high maintenance. I find there's there's usually one high maintenance person in every couple. And uh, Cheryl, I believe that you are the high maintenance one in your couple. And I'm the high maintenance one in my couple. 
Well, actually, here's the funny part is, number one, there is a list that we're going to talk about later about what qualifies somebody as high maintenance, and that's somebody who has to grab the limelight all the time, namely people who jump in on segments. Right, Andrew? Andrew's not saying anything now. He wants to wait his turn. Okay, so I want to clarify something. One thing is about high maintenance is sometimes it's what you see is not actually what you get. And that's very important because a lot of people think, for instance, I'm very high maintenance when you look at me. But the fact is I get my hair done once a week or I blow dry it once a week and it lasts a week. It doesn't, you know, I just happen to have great hair. I don't spend a lot of time on my personal stuff. No, it's great. You just happen to have great hair? No, she it does is. have great hair. For listeners out there, Cheryl has the best hair I've seen. I know. It's I very know. good hair, Cheryl. Great hair as well. <laughs> okay, no, it's just like some things are easily maintained. It just does what it tells you to do for a week, and we go with it. So high maintenance sometimes is more about what you expect from another person, what you expect from people around you, and what they give to you within a relationship. No? You've got that much figured out. I feel like, uh, for the most part, I'm reasonably high maintenance in terms of I expect. I find people who are successful in their careers are reasonably demanding in their personal lives as well. They want, you know, what they want when they want it. And I find that I'm that way, which is why maybe I'm more difficult to date than somebody else. But I believe that in the end, it's worth it. Do you really think you're hard to date? No, I, you know what? Day-to-day things, I find I'm pretty easy. Like, I'm from Winnipeg. I like to be in sweatpants, you know. I like to have my hair in a ponytail, and I like to have no makeup. But because of the jobs we're in, I find we dress up a lot. I find we have to go out a lot. And so I find there's a lot of commitments, and there's a lot of social interacting that you need to be on all the time. So I need to date somebody that can either handle that or that's okay with me taking the limelight away and him, you know, staying at home and feeding my dog in the meantime. So is part of being high maintenance for you also what the other person has to deal with within your personal, not your personal actually, your professional world? Oh, for sure. I find that's a big uh, challenge is to find somebody that can deal with all of the social commitments and the work commitments and all the uh, everything that comes with somebody in our fields that's in the limelight. I don't think I could date somebody that does what I do necessarily because then I find we would be competing. I, <laughs> Wait, are you p- competing for the limelight here? I feel like, yeah, like say Andrew and I. Andrew keeps trying to take your your mi- your microphone away from me, so I don't think we would ever work out. Whereas, you know, I'm, I'm dating a guy now who's in a completely different field, and he's okay with me, you know, going out to the balls, and, you know, he's okay with not coming to that. What about you, Dan? Does that interfere at all in your dating world? Are you considered high maintenance in a relationship? Yeah, I think I think I'm the high maintenance one, just like Chantal. But so there always has to be one that's low maintenance, and I'm usually not that because I the the lifestyle is kind of weird. I mean, Chantal, you know, you're traveling all over the place and long hours, and it's tough to get uh, to get used to sometimes. And my show finishes at 10 p.m. some nights, so yeah, uh, I'm, I'm definitely high maintenance. And the thing is, I need a little bit of freedom as well in terms of when I'm done a long day. If I work a 14-hour day where you're, you're covering practice in the morning and you're traveling and then you're doing a show and you're doing the hockey game, I don't want to then have to sit on the phone and talk for an hour to talk about my day. Sometimes I just want to go have a nice glass of wine and hang out and not check in with somebody. You know, So I need somebody that's okay with not having an update every two minutes about what you're doing and what you're feeling. Have you ever dated a high-maintenance person and just had to say, like, 
No, this doesn't work. For sure. For me, high maintenance means smothering because I'm always going to be on the go. I'm always doing something, whether it's TV, it's radio, it's stand-up, and I'm always, you know, either traveling or on the move. So I need to be with somebody who's confident enough that they're not texting every two minutes like, well, what are you doing now? Like, I need an update now. And I've dated a guy or two like that, and they didn't work out. What about you, Dan? Ever date a high-maintenance woman? Uh, not really, to be honest. I've been pretty lucky. Um, I don't think they last very long when I, when I date them because two high-maintenance people in a relationship, bad, really bad combination. Bad. Yeah, yeah, Dan and I would never work out. No, no. So that leaves you and I. That's kind of like we have, just have to go out with the girls on the town and uh, be each other's wingmen. I'm okay with that. You're clearly the best-looking one in this table. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Like, it's only because I have the hair. <laughs> right. The hair that you only have to do once a week, and then it lasts, because you're blessed with good hair. That's I it. Heard, it's a curse. It's a blessing. It's a blessing and a curse together. Chantal, have you ever, so you're hockey night in Canada. Have you ever tried or come close to dating a hockey player, and would you go there? She's tried. Absolutely not. <laughs> I find the hockey players much too young. I guess that's fair. No. I uh, just, no, you, you just don't date them. Once you're in this kind of a role, you learn to turn okay. it off. I'm calling Paul right here. <laughs> They're much too young. How old is your current boyfriend? Okay, so he's young. He's <laughs> young. Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 no. And, and that's a whole other episode. We've done that episode on cougars already. Yes, I'm definitely a cougar. But it's good because I get the, uh, the kids rate at most restaurants. So it works out. As long as I have them home by 10. I mean, everybody's happy. Um, no, but you know what? It's just, it's a, it's not a matter of whether I think they're good looking or not. It's just, you can't do it. Like, there's an unwritten, or maybe it's a written rule, that you would never date an athlete in your field. Like, you see Erin Andrews. She's a football reporter, and she can date a hockey player because it's not in her realm. But she would never date a football player. And I think it's the same for hockey reporters. You just can't, it's like, it doesn't mix. And low maintenance to you means that they also come with their own toothbrush because I've seen your comedy routine. Yeah, actually, I'm now uh, sponsored by Colgate because uh, I've handed out so many toothbrushes around town. Go to ChantalDesjardins.ca and see the stand-up. For those of you who don't know, Chantal Desjardins does do comic and she does stand-up every once in a while at different places around Montreal and she has a hilarious routine all about relating, dating, and mating in her own relationships. That's right, yeah. Like, I, I was divorced four years ago, and so there's a lot of uh, new experiences over the last couple of years, and some of them involve toothbrushes. That's all I'll say. Okay, well, I'm dying to hear about these toothbrushes thing, but I think for that, you actually have to go to Chantal's site, and I think she has a few of these things posted. What about you, Dan? What qualifies low maintenance versus high maintenance for you? Um, I'm, I guess it's, a, it's all about the amount of time that you have to devote to, uh, to maintaining the relationship. Um, I, I don't know, like five pretty long days, come home at the end of a long day, you don't want to sort of have big talks of, about stuff for very long. So it should feel natural and carefree, I guess. I don't know. It's interesting. Later on in the show, we are going to have Chantal Shamandi on, who is married. And we're going to talk about also what it is that people have expectations when they're, you know, later on in life. Because it definitely changes the dynamics of what's high maintenance because people get into a routine. And if they had somebody else in their partnership who, you know, did certain things for them in their last relationship, they might expect it this time and they may not get it with somebody new. If you want to hear more from Jack Saloon and 
the ideas of Chantal Desjardins, Andrew Carter, Chantal Chamandi, and Dan Delmar, go to solointhecity.tv. And remember, you can also listen to our shows on SoundCloud. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. Would you give me a beat? Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Cheryl Besner, your love style coach, and we're back with the best of Solo in the City. And of course, we have to talk about some of the scarier parts of dating. Live on location from uh, Thursdays this week, Cheryl Besner. Hi, how are you? I'm great, I'm great. And you know what? This is so much fun. Yes, we're at Thursdays on Crescent Street, and this is a throwback to me when I was in my dating phase 23rd well okay 30 years ago all right I'm going to be straight here it's a long time ago and I used to come here to socialize and it's amazing now because the crowd that's here tonight is very eclectic but you know what it's still my crowd it's still you know the the older generation meaning you know the 40s are here and the 30s so when I meet people who are always saying to me where can you go in Montreal? Where can you go and have a drink and socialize with people who are from you know, our demographics? This is it. It still exists. It's like we all age together with Thursdays, who, though, has a whole new look to it. I mean, yeah, they've, I've, they've renovated since I've last been here. It's really quite gorgeous. And, and Thursdays really is known as a spot where older people can... Uh, not older people. Well, wait a minute. Okay, hold people on who are a not in their here. 20s. <laughs> Uh, can really party and let loose, and it's uh, they still have the dance, the downstairs party. Yeah, it's area, the three levels. Look, I'm, we're sitting here right now on the main level on the bar, which is and it's it's interesting because they also have Thursday night is ladies' night, so people can come out here. Women can get cocktails on Thursday nights between nine and ten for free, and they can also go to the disco downstairs. So the nightclub on the lower level. Lots of fun, you know, again, a throwback for me, but present for me. And then upstairs, the dinner club. I mean, it's beautiful up there, and it's all been renovated, fresh and fun, but elegant and sophisticated. And the crowd here is just that. It's a sophisticated crowd. So a great place for people like yourself and for myself to mingle, because we do have a dating difference of age, you and I, right, <laughs> And let's just take a look around the room, because the diversity, I think, is kind of interesting. It's uh, a lot, there, there are people here between, I'd say, 30 and even some in their 70s, so it's, it's really it's really quite uh, quite different than most clubs in Montreal. It's amazing, and you know what's interesting to myself? I, when I look around, it always never seems to amaze me that people talk about the fact that there's so many more single men than single women, and I've always argued that fact, because first of all, for every divorce that happens at 40, there's a man and a woman in, in a heterosexual world, that is. So why is it all of a sudden that there's more single women than men? I don't get that. There's one woman for every divorced man. Tonight, to me, is a perfect example. This is, I would say, 65% men. Yeah. Fast count? Yeah, roughly. About two-thirds men. Yeah. And it's ladies' night. And there's still more men. Yeah. So, I mean, plenty of free drinks to be had here if you're, if you're a lady, I guess. Exactly, exactly. So I, I, I love being in an environment like this because it, it really kind of puts an end to cer- certain beliefs that it's a man's world. 
I'd say a 50-50 world. I don't believe in this, there's more men. I think the difference is men, and some of the gentlemen I've been talking with tonight, they've talked about the fact that they date in their 50s the 35-year-olds and the 25-year-olds. So I think it's the demographics that they're dating is wider, which means there's a lot of 45 and 55-year-old women whose potential dates are with younger women. Mm. And, and I'm really anxious because we're here, it's, it's Halloween, so what better thing to talk about than spooky relationships, spooky first dates, and mingling amongst the crowd. I've heard a lot of fun stories, actually. People, you can go to solointhecity.tv and hear some of the interviews after the show of people that we've talked about, men and women, and what they find spooky about dating in 2015. Yeah, so we'll have... Uh Sophie Berube, she's a TV host, and she has a, a, a romantic suspense thriller out called No Priors. Yeah. Uh, we'll have Marie-Claude Saval, who's a, an author, journalist, and uh, she's also the host of, uh, of a program called La Zone Morancy on NRG, which is our sister station. And we'll also have uh, Bridget Vidal from TVA, so all on the program tonight. That's right, and some of them are newly married, in relationships, newly divorced, so we're going to get a, a lot of fun stories. Actually, they've all told me that they have great stories to share with us, but they wouldn't let me in on it yet, so that's a little scary, actually. I don't know what these women are going to say tonight. <laughs> now, first of all, let's get to some you news, because you, you wanted to talk about a major milestone. You sort of crossed a, crossed a bit of a bridge this week. Yeah, well, I, you know, when we talk about topics, we often talk about what's going on in the dating and relating world, but sometimes to get to that at my stage, we have to go through certain things, and, you know, it's Halloween, and when I got divorced, my legal divorce, I found that scary, and getting back out into the dating world and the social world can be scary, but I went through something this week, which was my... Jewish divorce. I'm a Jewish woman, and for me to ever want to get married again under the Jewish law, I had to acquire a Jewish divorce. And same thing, obviously, for my ex-husband. And I didn't know what that entailed. And it's actually quite a ritual that um, people have to go through. So I thought I was just going to go in and sign a document the way you sign your divorce papers. I mean, it's so simple. And instead, it's quite an emotional... Uh, undertaking because you have to look at each other and basically undo everything you did for me 25 years ago. So describe the scene to me because the, the, the get process, get Yeah, it's called a got. That's right. It's called um, a get. So it's Because you're getting divorced. I, I don't even know. You know, I, I didn't even ask certain you, questions. You get like, a get. You get a get. You got your get. You get divorced. Um, so explain the scene because you were describing this to me earlier. I know it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty different. Well, it's quite intense because, you know, you walk into a room and I was expecting one person. And instead, you're basically uh, encountering five people in a room, actually six, three rabbis who are overseeing the process and who... Kind of give you your get. They're their judge and jury, I guess. Then you have two witnesses, and then you have the gentleman who actually writes out your Jewish divorce by hand. And he's doing that while you're sitting there. And you basically have to say that you're each allowing each other the the capability to go out and remarry and create a new life for yourself. So just walking into that room is quite intimidating and you have to do a whole bunch of different series of things including the gentleman 
the husband releasing you to go out and choose another man which the woman can't do for 92 days but the guy can go out and get married an hour later which well I'm so a little finally you've been released I, I, I've been released but I also found it for myself a little sexist um, that I a little antiquated yeah sure. but but I understand the philosophies because I am a Jewish woman I understand the different philosophies but here's the thing you're going to love this then I at one point one of the gentlemen presiding over this whole ceremony comes over and says I love your show I listen to you every Saturday <laughs> was it one of the rabbis well he was the witness to oh, wow. it but it was it was so sweet and then one of the other women said I would love to listen to you but it's Shabbos and I went I'm on at 10 o'clock no problem oh, you Shabbos can do is too totally over. it's over yeah. by then so you can listen to Cheryl on Shabbos yeah so th but so for me it was like a, a bittersweet because here I am you know putting an end to something that was very much part of my life it's it was my past it's my present will always be my future and now it's we're both going to create our lives so the bittersweet is that with that I also developed Solo in the City about going out there being okay to create a life for yourself solo hoping to one day share my life with somebody but in the meantime enjoying my lifestyle if you want to hear more about really scary first dates go to solointhecity.tv and remember you can listen to all of this on SoundCloud and follow me on Twitter and Facebook you're listening to Soul in the City on CJAD 800. I live my day as if it was the last. Live my day as if it was no past. Doing it all night, all summer. Doing it the You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Solo in the City has some great things for you to do this week. So here is the KISS calendar. Starting off on Sunday and also going on Monday, you can go down to the Old Port and participate in the YUL Eat Festival. This is where culinary, arts, and local cuisine hit Montreal. EAT, it stands for Experience, Appetite, and Territory. And we have all those three going on here. Also joining us this year at the festival is Alec Martin from Hawker Bar and Nate Appleman, who happen to have won the James Beard Award. This is a great event, and you know what? So much fun to walk around the old port, and you never know. If you meet somebody, you can continue on. Rent a bike. Enjoy the day. Also happening on Sunday, you can meet up the West Montreal Singles 40-plus group will be meeting at Fairview. This is taking place at 10 a.m., and then you're going to enjoy a carpool ride up to St. Sever and then attend the Cuban Festival. This is going to be a lot of fun. I happen to love Cuban food. And you know what? It spices up our life and you might just spice up your love life. Use that carpool ride to talk to people. You never know who might be sitting next to you. Then 
also going on this week and all the way over to Halloween, you have the Montreal Botanical Gardens, and they are hosting now the Gardens of Light. This is when every night at dusk, the lights come on, you enjoy all the beauty of the multicolored lanterns. Take a stroll. Maybe first chance to hold somebody's hand and take that stroll down Lover's Lane. It's kind of like entering the Forbidden City of Beijing. And lastly, there is a great fundraiser. It's a kind of partnership between the Spa Sar and Lululemon, and they invite you to go and enjoy a day of yoga or just enjoy a massage. Some of the proceeds are going to be going to Séjour Santé Enfant Chernobyl. That is about all we have for this week going on that I want to highlight. But if you want, you can always go to meetup.com and see other things and check out my website. There's always great ideas going on there. Now I want to talk to you a little bit about Solo in the City. Now let's talk about the fall season and what's happening with Solo in the City. There are great things going on. As your love style coach, I want to help you spice up your wardrobe of life. This is all about designing the love life that you were meant to live. And how are we going to do that? Well, I'm going to start by taking you back in time next week when we talk about how I got here. It's one of the things that I never really shared with everybody. I kind of came on air and we started talking about love and how to meet new people, but never shared my experience and how 365 Days to Find Love, which was my original blog, kind of brought me to this space of solo in the city. And it happened with the help of Dr. Lori Batito from CJAD's Passion and a very good friend of mine. Zoe, who was with me on a drive to New York. And I don't want to give you too much because I want you to hear next week what I'm going to tell you the whole story. But it's how I decided to start blogging. Coming from a place where I felt a little bit a fish out of water, was getting back into the dating scene and had so many options, and how I went about kind of taking that one step at a time and learning about the dating world in 2012 as it was and how I was going to apply that because it was very different than when I was 25 in dating. So I'm going to kind of bring you back at the beginning of this fall season to where it all started and then we're going to also bring it up to where we are now and how we as a community can help each other, support each other, learn from each other, meet each other. You never know. Date each other. It's all about relating, dating, and mating. Also on next week's show, we're going to introduce a new segment that's going to happen at the end of every show. What's it called? It's called Let's Have a Quickie. I know. Sounds fun, eh? Well, let's face it. One of the fun things in life is having a quickie. And I think it's going to be a fun part of the show because I'm always going to feature somebody from the community or maybe a local celebrity or maybe a celebrity from the U.S. or Europe and talking about their love life or their philosophies on it. This is how we can kind of learn from each other and, you know, get ideas from each other on how to handle certain situations. So next week, our quickie is going to be with Jennifer Selinger from The Bachelor. We're going to find out a little bit from her as to what she's looking for in a man and how she's kind of going through the stages of her love life. And let's see if we can help her style it up a little bit. Every show is also going to start with Ask Cheryl. Every week, I go into my emails, and I also look at my Twitter, and I do have a 1-800 number, by the way. Remember, it's 
744-SOLO. You can ask me a question. I'll get back to you either by phone or email, or I might just use it on the show to kind of share your stories and your questions with other people again. This is a community we are all going to learn and grow and share together because, well, that's what I'm all about. Cheryl stands for sharing. Share is share, and that's what I want Solo in the City to be. I think it's a great place for us to come together, meet new people. And the other thing that I want to do in the fall season is we're going to be more and more on location where you can come and you can step out and you can meet new people, be part of the show even, and we'll always tell you where it's going to be happening way in advance. So you can find out either on Twitter or Facebook and come and join me. The other thing is we are going to welcome you as well into the CJAD studio. So not only being part of the show, you can actually see the action and how things work at CJAD. So remember, everything we're going to be doing together this fall is about coming together, sharing our experiences, and being solo in the city, but maybe not for too long, because our show is all about relating, dating, and mating. You've been listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. And remember, keep it simply social because we all know it's all about the kiss. Just these lines from my mind. How is this? <laughs>